Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Ohio Huntsman podcast. And on this episode, we talked to Delvin Terry from the Houndsmen of America. And as the name implies, you can probably guess we talk about hounds. So we talk about hunting rabbits with beagles, hunting birds with pointers. Super interesting conversation. Um, Delvin's also got a really cool apparel line for houndsmen, people that like to hunt with dogs and tons of different designs. So we've got links to all of that in the show notes. We really enjoyed this conversation. Jeff and I talked to Delvin for a while and uh, we have very little dog. I mean, we, we own dogs, but not hunting dogs. And so we have very little experience with hunting dogs and, and hunting over dogs. And so it's a super interesting conversation, a fun conversation. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Before we get into that, I want to talk about Monster Whitetail Grub. They sponsor the Ohio Huntsman podcast, so we really appreciate that. And for you, the listener, they are a great opportunity or a great company to look at when you're looking for deer feed and or deer mineral. So they're an Ohio company, and they've got everything you could need for feeding your deer, attracting your deer, um, giving them nutrition through mineral. So I encourage you to check them out. There'll be a link to their their Facebook page in the show notes and reach out and try some of their product. And with that, let's get into the call with Delvin. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right. On today's show, we've got Delvin from the Houndsman of America. So first of all, Delvin, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to us and be on the show. And uh, why, I, I thought where we would start is why don't you give us a little bit about your history, kind of given the fact that your your page is the houndsman of america that sort of tells us that mm-hmm. you're you're into hunting with hounds um yeah, definitely. so sort of what's the journey that that led you to here i guess okay well first i want to thank you guys for having me um and just to start it off i mean um for since since i was probably five or six i killed my first rabbit uh, my dad was uh, an avid coon hunter um and that's how i grew up around hounds and uh, beagles and and bird dogs so um it just kind of threw me into it i was thrown into it at a young age and um after um given the opportunity to kill my first rabbit at an early age uh, it just was was an addiction from there and on and um 30 years later i'm here and um i've started um the brand uh, the houndsman of america and it's given me and others opportunity to get out and up outdoors and and see what the hounds and what using hounds could do for you in the woods and, and what, it, what, it, what it is to be able to have a dog with you uh, when they say companion in the woods and how important it is to be able to use that in the woods. So uh, it's just something new um, to give people the option to be able to see uh, how well a dog works in the woods with you, whether it be uh, working pheasants, whether it be beagles, whether it be coons, uh, whether it be uh, going duck hunt waterfowl. Um, just that option to have uh, that partner in the woods with you being a dog and and being able to use it to its best ability. 
So what part of the state are you from? Um, I'm in currently in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Okay. So I'm sure I want to get into the hounds more and I'm sure Jeff and I'll have tons of questions because we've not, I don't know, Jeff, maybe you've had a little more experience hunting with dogs. Maybe not. I don't know, but I have very little. I know Delvin, you and I spoke before this and I told you that our, our dad used to have coon dogs as we, when we were kids, Yeah. but we never really went with him or anything. We just, they were just dogs that were out back, you know? And, yeah, I understand. <laughs> so we, we've got very little experience there. Yeah. And so I want to get into that. Okay. But, uh, so why don't we talk a little bit more about the Houndsmen of America and, and what you're trying to do with your page and, Okay. Are you, are you just bringing awareness about hounds hunting, or or well, well, what's your yeah. mission? Well, that uh, being being a hunter and a houndsman just started to it just that's how it started. Um, being around um, other houndsmen and older houndsmen that that mentored me at an early age uh, gave me the opportunity to really love it. And so, being that having that mentor in my father and and that mentor in other. Uh, hunters around me, older hunters, it just kind of gave me that notion that I, to appreciate the tradition that was given to me to give it on to someone else. And so with with that, being in the inner city here with a lot of these young uh, kids and seeing that their paths have been um, ruined with other options in their lives without knowing that they have, they, they have such great options around it, whether it be Lake Erie, whether it be Caesars Creek, whether it be Spring Valley, places where you can just go outside and enjoy a public property, a public access to you. So uh, I wanted to give these kids and some adults uh, that are interested uh, the option to be able to go and to experience the love and the outdoors uh, that's right here in their backyard. So whether it be just going to fish, whether it just be going to deer hunt, whether it just being outside and plinking. Um, so so that 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 is the, the whole point of it, just giving them the option to be a part of the outdoor. Now, I do have, like I said, a lot of people that want to be a part of, like you said, the hounds part of it and seeing how they work and seeing how uh, the dogs work the field when they're pheasant, when we're out pheasant hunting, bird hunting. So given that opportunity, it gave me um, options and a perspective on what I could do for these people around me to show them really how much a dog is worth to you in the woods. And so um, that pretty much just started it. And then from then on, um, uh, the brand started with the shirts and apparels and that started because, you know, you have the real trees, you have all these, these other waterfowl deer hunters apparel that is so accessible to everybody here, whether, you know, whether it be at Walmart, whether it be a rural King, you know, it's everywhere, but you really don't have anything accessible for like a rabbit hunter or a coon hunter or someone who really just wants to represent and wear what they, what they do every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and I'm, go ahead, brother. I was just going to say, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was looking at your apparel line and it's, there's a, one super cool designs and two, yeah. it's not just a few shirts. Like you've got a ton of options on there. So yeah. Yeah. Do you I, do all the, those designs or, or. Yeah. yeah I do all the designs. Uh, I went to school for graphic arts, so it kind of okay. just transitioned you know so it was something like I, I incorporated hunting and my my love for art with it and so um kind of just giving it a cool 
outlook on wearing what you like. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it doesn't always have to be camo. It doesn't always have to be. I mean, and I say that because the for for kids who who enjoy it or who not who are not really into the outdoors, who are not really like, oh, I gotta have wear some camo. They really just like this these neon colors now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it just give them options that are different that can still represent them going out to fish or a kid who wants to go leave from basketball practice and still wear his shirt to camp. And, you know, so it just wanted to give those options to kids and to adults to, to be able to just throw it on and wear it wherever they want to go. Yeah. See, and I, I really like that because good or bad, right or wrong, like it or not, you see somebody in camo and there's a, a stigma or an image yeah, there that, associated that, that, with camo. Is. Right. It definitely is, man. You know, and so for me, um, growing up here in inner city, I mean, I hunted all the time, so I, I would leave basketball practice, go hunting, or leave leave the woods to go to pra- practice. And so I would come in with my overalls on and, you know, just coming out of tree stand. But people would be like, oh, where are you coming from? You know, and they see me with camouflage on and like, wow, you hunt? And it's kind of like, yeah, I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you, it, it's, it's one of those things like, yeah, you know, just like Nike has different colors of shirts. Not everybody plays basketball, but they enjoy wearing that shirt, you know. And so not everybody plays baseball, but they'll they'll wear a White Sox shirt. You know what I mean? Sure. So yeah. It's just one of those things where my daughter, who's who loves it, who's just now starting to hunt, but I have a younger daughter also. She could throw on a, a younger T-shirt and just represent that it says Daddy's Little Hunter on it. You know what I mean? And it's it's that kind of stuff that you know you want guys to be able to just throw on and or their wives to be able to wear and, and be comfortable with it. Not because my wife's not a big camo person anyway, so right. that kind of gave me the gist of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what's the best way for people to look at your apparel line? How do they find that? Well, you can find us. Uh, we're on Spreadshirt, so you, if you go to the Houndsman of America on Spreadshirt, you'll find us. And you could also find me on Facebook and Instagram. And my links are all in the in the descriptions uh, where you can go click from right there on, and it takes you right on into the website uh, for the store. Um, I also, like I said, have uh, the Twitter, which is just now starting, but you can also find us right there in, in Twitter, and you can access the store from there, too. Okay, and I'll be sure to post links to all of that in the show notes, so your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter, and your shirt line, or your, your I guess it's not, it's sweatshirts and yeah, T-shirts I mean, and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, sweatshirts, T-shirts, um, there's bags, there's uh, cups and stuff, it just... It, whatever, whatever. Um, like I said, it's my wife comes to me and says, you know, I kind of like a headband or a bandana, you know, so it's just whatever. And I want to give the options to both men and women. And it, I don't want it to be that stigma to where it's just a men's sport or I want to I want to open that up to everyone. Because, yeah. you know, as 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 things have gone on, time has moved forward. There's a lot of women that are part of the outdoor world. And so, like I said, my wife, uh, who grew up and wasn't a big part of hunting didn't know anything about it but you know growing up and being being doing it with me she kind of just kind of enjoyed it just being out with me you know what i mean so um just wanted her to have something that she could wear and represent and so we also have those women who who really are serious about it and they can throw it on and wear too so we have options for both women men and women too awesome so jeff unless you have any questions i want to jump into uh the dogs yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's jump into that. All right. So, uh, what kind of dogs do you have currently? Well, I I, I have uh, English pointers and I also have beagles. So, uh, my English pointers are for 
uh, pheasant hunting and bird hunting. Um, and then I have my beagles for rabbit hunting. Now, most of the, and here again, this may be me being ignorant, but most of the bird hunting these days is done like in a, either it's a, they're going to release pheasants on a certain day or it's in some kind of a preserve. Is that correct? Well, yeah, here in Ohio, uh, we do have some wild birds. Um, and then, but, but the majority of it is being released. Uh, like I said, we have a lot of state uh, public properties that, that uh, the birds are being released to. And then we also have the options for uh, pheasant, uh, pheasant reserves. So a lot of the pheasant preserves that I go to, uh, whether it be Buckeye Pheasant Preserve, um, you have Arrowhead Pheasant Preserves here. And then you also have Mulberry, which is in Camden, um, that I frequent. Uh, Stoles also. I mean, all of the ones that are really close. And they're great for working your dog, training your dog, and keeping birds over them. Um, but for the avid bird hunter, you want the, the test is truly getting out and getting on wild birds. So you want to find that option because like I said, those birds move totally different than a pen raised bird. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, like, like we talked about the other day, um, uh, having with the state of Ohio, like I said, you have Spring Valley, you have Cedars Creek, you have a lot of state, state parks. I'm not sure which state, uh, which, which, which areas up around you, uh, release birds, uh, in that area, but on like Thanksgiving and Christmas and those times of the year where they do these huge releases, you have so many people, um, that are just out there and it's kind of like, looks like Fort Knox when you show up in the woods, you know what I mean? And so, um, having kids and being a father, you know, I, I really wanted to be a safe environment for my kids for one and for me. Uh, so I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm an avid person about going and knock on doors in the off season, um, talking to people, um, giving, getting the option to see if you can get into some private property, because like I said, hunters are also open to killing coyotes and doing things like that. So that's a big thing too. Um, if you could get around and, and knock on a few doors, um, the worst people can say is really no, you know what I mean? Yep. And you know, it's people forget that, you know, you can, <laughs> you can knock on a few doors and somebody might happen to just say, yeah. So, um, it, it, it's been a really good thing for me um, lately here in the past couple of years. I've had a lot of options for private property and, you know, it's really hard to come by. And so when you, when I do that, um, you know, you always try to, you know, give people gifts and, you know, show them the appreciation because they really don't have to do that for you. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. Yep. All right. So <clears throat> the uh, beagles obviously are for running rabbits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you, you definitely definitely have to have them run around. I mean, a lot of people use them for different things. Uh, people use basset hounds for running rabbits. Um, and there's all types of different beagles. You have the 13-inch. You have 15-inch beagles, which are different size. You have different speeds uh, for your diff- for different rab- or for different beagles. I mean, it all depends on how you would like to hunt. You know, I'm, I, I pretty much move at a medium to fast speed, which would be like, you know, seven to nine uh, through the woods and how fast I would like a dog to rush, push a rabbit. Um, and so... Um, when you, when you're talking to guys who are, who are asking about a speed, I'm not sure how familiar you are with that kind of stuff. Not at uh, all. So, yeah. Yeah. Not familiar so, at all. So if you were, if we were to talk about me selling you a dog or we're going to pick a dog up and we were going out hunting and I say, Hey man, what kind of speed you're running? And you'd say, Oh, I got a five. And so that five would probably be like, you know, mid, you know, he could go either way. He, he could go either way. Um, okay. and so you really want that, that dog to work for you. And so it depends on how you work the woods. Like I said, I move pretty quick through the woods. Um, 
So I like a dog to push the rabbit. And when you have a dog that's kind of slow, the, the a rabbit is a tip. So I like, I'm sure you guys, like if you guys have been rabbit hunting, um, just kicking the bush, a rabbit will dart out of the bushes pretty quick, but it'll tip because it doesn't have much pressure on it after that. You know what I mean? All right. So, uh-huh. so, and so that a slower dog would, would be easier for like a smaller patch of woods because you, it'd give that rabbit opportunity to stay close and tip back into where he jumped out of. Whereas okay. if I have a, if I have a faster paced dog or pack, they'll push him out of there. And then that rabbit probably run a larger circle and then he'll still come back to the pat, the, the, that pile he came out of or that hole he jumped out of, um, which it, it, just, mm-hmm. it just depends on the rabbit and depends on the property that you're running. But um, yeah, I mean, so rabbit hunting is, it's a game. Um, you could, it's pretty easy as long as you, like I said, um, you get in and get your feet wet, get the dogs running and shake a few piles and <laughs> have fun, you know? Yeah. So what can, I think you kind of summarized it there, but, but can you kind of run us through what it's like from the time you show up at a place that you're going to hunt rabbits, you let mm-hmm. the dogs out, like walk us through what a, a rabbit hunt with beagles is like for anybody that's, that's never okay. done or never okay. even heard about it. So we'd, we'd load up. Um, I run a pack of four. Um, and so we'd load up, put the dogs in the back of the truck. We hit the spot we're going to hit. And so if, we, if let's say us three are, we're hitting the woods and I say, Hey guys, we're, we're going to load up and get loaded up before I drop the box because as soon as I drop the box, the dogs are going to hit the woods and we want to be prepped and ready depending on the spot that we're running, whether it be public or private, because a rabbit could be sitting next to the truck. You never know. Right. Um, so I like to get the dogs ready um, and or we could w- walk them into the spot that we're going to run them on leash. But I normally cut them loose right there at the truck and, and let them do their thing. And then by that time, they're going to hit the briars um, and we just walk and we spread out. Um, within eyes length and we can, we can see each other. And then as, as, as we get further into the woods, I might go down into a bottom and you guys stay up top or, you know, you want to get where you can see the rabbit because you want to be where you could cut the rabbit off as he runs his circle. So if the dog drop a rabbit, um, like I said, a a rabbit will run a figure eight or he'll run a circle. So you still want to get in position to where you can cut the rabbit off coming between us. And you want to be in a safe distance between each other to where, you know, you're still communicating with, and I'd say, hey, I'm down here on the bottom, and you may say, I'm up top, and uh, we figure out where the next partner is, and he might be behind us, and he just let us know that he's probably a couple yards behind us, and I'd move and give him position so we, we both be in a good, safe shooting lane. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so, so I mean, it's 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 all communication. Um, it's real fun. I mean, there's no hard pressure on it. Like I said, if you miss, you miss. It's all in fun. Um, but the main thing is safety first, and you want to be able to keep your eyes out on your on your partner in the woods. Uh, the dogs are going to do their job. They're going to hit. They're going to hit the trail, and they're going to run the rabbit uh, the way they're trained to. Um, I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to get in the briars. I don't ask a dog to do anything that I wouldn't do. So if there's a briar patch, I'm going to get inside of them, shake around, and and the dog will get inside with me. You know what I mean? So um, that same goes for my my bird dogs also. You know, a lot of guys, a lot of dogs are shy about getting into the briars, but um, I think it it shows that how much heart they have once they if they decide to go through through a wall for you or get inside the briars for you or for that rabbit or bird that's that's there. Um, so I mean it's it's it, it's fun, man. Um, it's something you have to see. It's something you have to. It's kind of you can explain it. I can talk about it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I post videos and show, and people are like, oh, I got to try it. But being there and just seeing, because when people say, oh, rabbit hunting, oh, you must be you must really could shoot. Yeah, there's times where. 
you have to be on the fly and you shoot a shoot a rabbit coming out of the patch and it's pretty quick. And there's right. sometimes where, you know, like I said, they're running a rabbit and that rabbit might be 60, 70 yards ahead of the rabbit and dogs. And he's just tipping between us real quiet, waiting for us to move and waiting for us to talk. And so right. um, it's just all about being calm and focused and just being able to um, take in your surroundings and listen because, you know, what, what better opportunity to do that than being in the outdoors? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Jeff, what questions do you have? Uh, so, with your uh, rabbit dogs, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people don't quite, you know, for, for new hunters, um, explain exactly how a rabbit moves when it's jumped by a dog. Okay. Because I think when- that's something that a lot of people don't quite understand i think a lot of people think that they just run off you know in a straight line and keep yeah. going now there's some that do now we there's all different like i said here in ohio we have what is a cottontail and a cottontail is going to run and he's going to run and he's going to do a circle he's going to do a figure eight down south you have cane cutters you got swamp rabbits and you call them buck rabbits which some of those they, they get to a certain size they're pretty big rabbits and they're going to haul it and they'll run a straight line to where you're almost you're almost thinking it's running a deer but he'll come back but it's a long run you know so you got to have pretty strong dogs because it's going to you could probably take an hour two hours hour and a half to bring that rabbit back to you you know what i mean oh wow and so it it here in ohio you do have some big rabbits that take dogs on a long run and but most most of all they're going to run that circle either they'll run a quick circle and trying to get back to where they, they were jumped at, or they'll make a long circle and then come back to it, or they'll do a figure eight. So, like I said, you know, they'll, they're waiting to see if we're going to make a noise or they got the ears pent back, and then they'll stop and slow down, put the ears up and listen to see what's ahead of them because they're, you know, they're, they're waiting for it to see if there's predators ahead of them or still behind them. So um, once they get past this, they may have overran the, the, the home that they're going to, the hole they're getting to, so they'll make another figure eight to try to come back to lose the dogs. Uh, some rabbits uh, uh, brush brush trees. They'll do they'll do cross tracks to try to fool the rabbit, try to fool the dog. So um, rabbits rabbits are pretty smart. They'll run and they'll they'll do figure eights. They'll cross over. They'll cross track. Um, so I don't want people to think they're just going <laughs> to take off and run a straight line. But that's pretty much what we see. You know, when when you jump a rabbit in the woods, it's like oh he took off and he's just running. Pretty a lot of times, a lot of times he's running out he'll probably run about 30 40 yards out ahead of you and then sit and then wait for you to go the opposite direction and he'll he'll bounce around and come back um but right. um, yeah i mean it it's it's one of those things that having a dog is really important because like i said i took my brother-in-law this year for the first time rabbit hunting and so the first time i took him we t- i took him without a dog and i wanted him to see what it was kind of like without a dog and h- how you br- kick brush and how we're going to work together because I wanted him to see the how how much a dog is worth to you in the woods. And so during that first period in time, we went we kicked up two different rabbits, and so those rabbits took off away from him, and he never got an opportunity to get a shot on him, thinking that the rabbit was just going to run in the corner. I was like, hey, we're not you don't chase the rabbit because there's no point in chasing him because <laughs> the rabbit's going he's gone. You know, yeah. you're not going to catch him. But we came back to the same spot kicked that same brush pile uh, a couple days later with the dogs and he got opportunity to see how far down that that ravine the rabbit would have ran and then come back up the hillside 
uh, back to him. So it was kind of like an, uh, a learning experience to see what a dog will do for you in the sense of efficiency and less, you don't have to work as hard. Um, I mean, you do, but you don't. You don't have to work as hard walking through the woods versus uh, kicking as many briars um, as you would without without the dogs. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So from a, I guess, a, um, a dog safety standpoint, are the rabbits typically well out ahead of the dogs and there's no chance of, of shooting the dog? Or is there, is there some concern there? There are times where... Like I said, we might we might walk up on a, a big briar patch or or a pile of sticks, and I'll say, hey, let's let's get let's get around this 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 tree here and set up just in case the rabbits cut out. And so we'll put the dogs in the pile, and we'll set up pretty wide so that if some if the rabbit cuts out beyond us, that we can still see each other. But sometimes the rabbit jumps out and the dogs are right on him. And so from a safety point, you you would you know you would just let that rabbit get out ahead enough, far enough ahead. Uh, where you would think it was a safe shot to shoot. And there are some times where, like I said, I have some fast dogs that he won't give you that opportunity. Um, he'll probably go try to catch that rabbit, and then the rabbit, get, he'll get out, of, get out ahead of him pretty good, and you know he'll work his way back and get a, get a shot on him. But there are times where there's pretty close shots and where you want to you let the rabbit get out, and there's times where there's pretty easy shots on you. So um, it can be difficult, uh, but that also goes with an experienced hunter. You, know, you want guys that uh, understand that, you're not just shooting the rabbit because I've, I've, from experience, I've had my dog shot. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where you want to be in the woods with the people. You want to know who you're in the woods with, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that, and that go, that not just, it's not just for deer hunting or, or rabbit hunting or whatever. That's, that's across the board because we're all in the web in the woods with a weapon. And so, um, mm-hmm. your, your, your dog, is is an extension of you and so it's just like your kids being there you know you don't you don't want to see them hurt or 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 somebody shooting your dog and so you you can call hey you'll see a dog you'll see the rabbit jump up or a bird get up and the dog is right on the tail of it or jumping up in the air to try to snatch the bird out of the air and so you you just want to sit tight and be patient enough because the, if the dog doesn't catch it the bird's either going to fly off high enough to where you can hit it what you a lot of people say you want to wait till the bird gets above the skyline, right at the tree line to okay. shoot. And a lot of uh-huh. times when, you, when you're rabbit hunting, you want to at least wait, you know, the rabbit can get out at least 10, 15 yards ahead of the dogs before you shoot. Uh, and that and that's just for, like, like I said, ex- inexperienced hunters because you could a, a rabbit could jump up in a really small, thick patch with you, and all you have is that window of time of a five-yard span to hit it. You know what I mean? And so it... it there's experienced hunters that can probably make a shot, and then there's there's ones that the rabbit cut through there and it'd be too fast for. Um, right. But like I said, right. you, you always want to take into account uh, the safety part of it, where the dogs are. Uh, and like I said, I put bells on my dogs. I got beepers on them, so you, you know they you can hear the dogs right in in there behind them. And if 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 he comes out of a patch, nine times out of ten, the dogs are still kind of still in that patch because that that rabbit is so low trying to come out of the patch that he beat the dogs out of it. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about, (laughs) yeah, I want to talk a little bit about, um, dog training. So I know depending on what you're asking the dog to do determines the amount of training, but are with beagles and rabbits like, and again, this is coming from an inexperienced point of view. I've Mm -hmm. heard people like 
beagles just are born to chase rabbits. So what kind of training is involved with a good rabbit dog, a good beagle? Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, like I said, I've, I've, I've ran into people that believe that a dog will work on instinct and to some degree, yes, uh, a will like, you know, you can, you can get a house pet and he'll run a rabbit around the backyard or he'll run a coon around the backyard. Um, but you want that dog to understand how to locate that track and understand what's hot, what's cold. And so you got a cold nose dog, you got a hot nose. And so how to train that puppy from a young age, you first start off with, you know, little sense, trying to see how well his nose is, you know, and then they'll grow and you put him in a rabbit pen, um, giving him a lot of times they'll, a dog will start off of sight. And so that means that when, when he jumps the rabbit, he's seeing the rabbit. And so he's starting to bark off the sight instead of the smell. And you want, which is okay, but you still want your dog to bark off the scent of the rabbit because nine times out of 10, you're going to, you're going to catch the strike off the scent instead of off the side, off the side of the rabbit. You know what I mean? Right. And so uh, working that dog and training him, you want to keep him in front of rabbits, keep a lot of birds over the dog, keep a keep that scent around him um, and just keep him acclimated to what you want him to do. And the more um, reps you give him in that in that field of what you want him to do, the more he's going to get it. And then, you know, one day that light bulb will go off. He might be one years old. He might be six months old. He might be three, three years old. And that light bulb will go off and you'll have a finished dog. You know what I mean? Um, and so it just depends on how much effort you want to put into it and how, how experienced you are in it, because you could start off and say, I got a dog. You can start that dog, uh, as a puppy, or you can go buy a started dog, which if you were to buy a dog for me, it would be a started dog. And which for you guys being inexperienced would be great for you because he would, the dog would already know what he's doing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and so all you have right. to do is just be ready to shoot the rabbit when it comes to you instead of having to train it. Um, to do what you want it to do. Uh, and so I get, I get uh, joy out of training dogs and, and watching that light bulb go off uh, for both coon dogs, rabbit dogs, and bird dogs. Um, more so with the rabbit and the bird dogs right now, seeing as how I have both of those here. Um, right. But, but um, it's one of those things where it's, it's, really, it's really a joy to just be out there watching him work and seeing him experience the the start of it from not knowing what, what you wanted him to do to seeing him hold a point or seeing him run a rabbit for an hour and a half. Um, it's just, it's just a joy. And so, you know, being, being, being as a, as a person who enjoys the, the training part of it, it's one of those things where like a cliche, like, Oh, I just, I want to get out and enjoy the dog work. That's it's pretty much what it is. You know, you, you spend, you <laughs> yeah. spend so much time watching and working the dogs that you really do enjoy working the dogs, watching them, do what they love to do. So you mentioned um, if you were to if we were to buy a dog from you, do you sell dogs? Do, is that is that? Part I mean, of your... yeah. I mean, um, it's not. I don't necessarily have a, a kennel uh, per se, but like I said, if we like I said, guys around me who over the years, um, if if I had a dog that was started, or if I had a pet dog that had a litter, um, I would try to you know help out the guys who wanted to get wanted to get started rabbit hunting, or just have have rabbit dogs and want another one. You know what I mean? Um, okay. so, I mean, it, this, I don't really have a kennel, uh, per se for it. Um, <clears throat> I did, I breed more German shepherds. Um, I have a kennel for shepherds than I, but as far as, as far as like, um, the beagles and English pointers right now, um, I just bought another English pointer puppy. Um, so probably down the line, I'll probably start breeding, breeding English pointers, um, 
and it'll be something that, like I said, if guys want to buy buy pups, they could. Um, okay. Yeah. So I mean, it it um, it's it's if you guys were interested in buying a pup or a dog, I would I could give you because I don't have any for sale right now. I I would give send you in the direction of someone who has started dogs, and if you wanted to like run with us or run with me this season and just get a gist of what it's like uh, to be run, run the rabbits and rabbit hunt with the dog, then, you know, you would kind of do that. And that's kind of the same thing, you know, going into what the Houndsman of America is. It's like giving people the option to see what it's like and then taking that home for themselves and saying, Oh, I, I'll buy a dog or I'd like to go get me one of those dogs. I'm, I really don't want to kick up the bush by myself anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I want to talk about, that that came up through this conversation is property boundaries. So how mm-hmm. do you handle property? Because the dogs don't know property boundaries, right? Are you just are you just exactly. hunting pieces of property that are big enough to not yeah. have the dogs leave the property? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've, I a lot of those properties I have six hundred acres, five hundred acres, uh, sixty acres. Um, so there's there's property where the dogs are not going to run out off the boundary, and so you 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 probably there. I wouldn't put my dogs in on a, on a small farm, you know what I mean? Unless it's like something that the, 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 the owner wanted to just, Hey, let's, let's cut loose right here. And, and we just do it just to cut loose and watch the dogs run on, on this farm. You know what I mean? Right. But, or, I mean, if, if that were the case, I mean, if he knew the neighbors and then, you know, he'd talk to his neighbor and say, Hey, we're going to be hunting back here. And it's one of those things where, Hey, buddy of mine said, it's okay to hunt back here. And we all, we all are friends. We're all pretty good. And so that, that goes along with communicating and, and knocking on doors and seeing who knows who. Because even, even though you may have permission, you still, I, I still like to know the names of the people around me because I might be on the back end of uh, Mr. John's property and here comes Susie and she doesn't know that I'm in the woods. You know what I mean? And I want to be able to give name and who I'm with and, you know, right, I want yeah. to say this. And so that, that goes along with just knowing the property, knowing your boundary lines. Um, and there, like I said, there's all kinds of stuff now. I'm sure you guys know that you can use um, to to know that to to figure out who owns the property and where the boundary lines are at. Yep. So, well, I wanted to kind of get into the the bird dogs a little <laughs> bit here. You want to um, do some pheasant hunting, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, actually the the rabbit stuff's interesting to me. But uh, a few years back, I realized that I was uh, very allergic. To yeah. wild rabbits. Yeah, so yeah. He, he was telling me about that, man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of hung up my uh, <laughs> rabbit hunting boots because if I touch them, I break out. So, yeah, man. I, let's. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the the bird dogs? Yeah, um, I got English pointers, and I'm not sure how familiar are you with the different breeds of bird dogs and what the difference. Yeah. Not not very familiar. I've uh, I've hunted with uh, a few few bird dogs before. Okay. Um, I I've hunted with pointers a couple of times, and then I yeah. hunted with a golden retriever okay. that was just a flushing Flush, dog. dog. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, it, it's all based on preference. What you like, what you prefer. I prefer a pointing dog. Um, I've had German short hair pointers, uh, English pointers, um, setters. So, I mean, um, it's all about a different style. Each dog has a style, and each dog does things a little differently. Um, English pointers, they, they're a shorter-haired dog, uh, which 
for me, I like because I don't want to have to pull out burrs and stuff out of the out of the hair after a hunt or get, you know, it's, it's just one of those other things that you have to do. Um, but I also love the long tail and the English pointer. And I love that they're white and you can see them working through the woods. Uh, I've had, like I said, I've had the German short hairs. Uh, like I said, a lot of them are chocolate. You've got, um, you have the, the whole, all olive colors and, you know, it, they're all, they all come in different colors, but you know, it's hard to see them in the woods unless, unless you're like out in a, in a, in a nice open field and you can see them work by himself. You know what I mean? Right. But, um, but mm-hmm. nowadays, nowadays you do have some brighter color, um, German short hairs, which, and that, that consequently comes from, uh, the breeding of English pointers and to, uh, German short hair pointers. They get that more, more white out of them. Um, and like I said, I've hunted with also pointing, um, labs too. So, I mean, those are cool to watch. Uh, but I, like I said, I prefer, um, English pointers. Um, uh, but it's, I, I pheasant hunt, uh, quail, chucker. Uh, I just started hunts, training, training on hunts. Um, and they're, they're kind of like a partridge bird. Um, and they're, they're pretty much, they're pretty much one of the faster birds of, of the, of the four. Um, but yeah, okay. it's, 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 it's a great sport to be a part of, man. It's real laid back. Um, it's easy going. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm said you've been a few times, so you, you know, you kind of get an understanding of, you know, how, how it goes. Um, if we were to go out and go hunting, we've kind of give like some ground rules on how it goes. And like I was talking about before, kind of wait for the bird to get above, um, sky level, right at, right at sky level over the trees before you shoot. Um, mm-hmm. and so it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you enjoy just being a part of, of, of the outdoors and watching the dogs work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the few times that I went, it was, uh, mostly my dad had buddies who had dogs yeah. that, that he wanted to get experience with. Yeah. So I was more or less just tagging along. How, how so. did you like it? I, I I really enjoyed it, um, especially with the pointers. I mean, that was very cool to see, you know, in 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 person. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was at public hunting areas. Yeah. Um, mostly on opening day, so I mean, the the quantity of hunters was a little intimidating. It definitely is. Um, right, man. <laughs> you know, and uh, the the dogs interacting with other dogs, and you yeah. know, trying to keep the dogs focused on the task and not yeah. on chasing another dog or right, whatever right. was a little difficult, but right. and that, it was and a good that, experience. And that, and that's exactly, like I said, that's a great point, man. Um, seeing, like I said, seeing as how that was your first opportunity to, to get out and do some bird hunting. It was like, because you loved the outdoors, because you loved hunting, it was kind of, it was kind of like, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being out there. But because like you said, it was so overwhelming with the other hunters and other dogs, it kind of, if you weren't as, as thrilled about being in the outdoors as you are now, would that have kind of pushed you away from that? You think? I uh, yeah, I would. I would say absolutely. I mean, because it, it was very intimidating, the amount of hunters and your dog flushes a bird, but it flies over another group, yeah. and everybody's shooting, yeah. and then it's you yeah. know whose yeah. bird is it, and well, is this you know this bird's full of pellets because yeah. you know yeah. four guys Definitely. shot it. Definitely, man. You I know, mean, so you know. That's that's exactly why I decided to like said my like I said my daughter her first year, um, she's done with her apprentice two years she finished her her, her apprentice uh, hunting so she got her first hunting license last year, and so her first two years was great. Um, being there on a youth hunt is good because you get to just go and enjoy being out in the woods and it's just a bunch of kids so you're not it's not a 
it's not overwhelming, you know, for a kid to be out mm-hmm. there. But when it comes to, if I, when I took her out with me, it was just me and her. It, it was, like I said, it's like Fort Knox, man. You get there and you got everybody shooting. So I, I, she still has yet to kill her first pheasant. And so for, for a pheasant to have gotten up, like you said it would have, and everybody shoot it, and me to say, for her to say that was my bird, but then it's like, wow, it's full of peasant pellets and, you know, it's shot to shit. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, so I mean, it's kind of like I wouldn't want to put her in that position I w- if I were going to take her and give her the opportunity to enjoy just her first kill on a bird. It would either be in a youth hunt or I would take her to the pheasant preserve because it would, mm-hmm. I just want it to be just, just that exciting for me as it would be for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's a great, I'm glad you brought that up, man. That was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, one thing that I was, I thought of here is, you know, you've got bird dogs, you've got rabbit dogs. Can you, can you have a dog that does more Both. than one thing? Yeah. And wh- yeah. where I'm going with this is, um, I've heard of, you know, we, I just listened to a, uh, a podcast from the hunting public where they had a guy on that, that has blood tracking dogs for tracking wounded deer. Yes. Yeah. Is that something that you could also train your dog to do yeah. or would that, yeah. would that you screw can, it up? You can train your dog to do, to, 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 to find sheds. Um, you can train them to do whatever you want. I mean, you can train them to tree a, a squirrel if you like him. Um, it's all about what you put into the dog and how much you train him. And so a lot of guys, during the off season who are, who, you know, do a lot of shed hunting. Uh, it's one, it's a thing now, which I'm just coming to, to know about, uh, in the Midwest, they do a shed hunting contest with dogs. And so off season of bird hunting, they do shed hunting competitions okay. with the dogs, which was cool to know because it's like, wow, you know, you train your dog on sheds, but you also, like I said, I've had, I've had pointers who, who appoint rabbits. And then I've had, uh, I've been on property where, my beagles have ran pheasant and so the pheasant will stay on the ground just like a, a rabbit and run for a hundred couple hundred yards and you won't even think it's a pheasant you think it's a rabbit until it gets to like the end of a, a patch or end of a, a a fence row and then it'll fly up you know what i mean okay. so so i mean dogs will do mm-hmm. both um i mean it's it's an instinctive instinctive thing um i mean the only the real thing that you don't want to have to deal with like you said you don't want to have to deal with the a deer dog because it's going to like if you're going to train for a rabbit you're going to they're going to run and bump deer they're going to cross deer tracks while they're in the woods so you you kind of want to break that at an early stage um because you don't want the deer like i said they're going to run across across the county um but Mm -hmm. um so you don't want that kind of issue but as far as like um if you're coon hunting you don't want to see your dog train a bunch of possums every night when you're in a when you're in a coon hunting competition. Um, right. But you want him to be able to distinguish the, the different the different smells and different things. So it's all about what you train. You can train the possum dog. You can train a squirrel dog. You can train you can train it all the way you want. Um, like I said, there, there's guys that have basset hounds and they train their dogs to do to to, rabbit, to run rabbits. And then I, like I said, I've just found out out west um, that they have beagles that that find um, bed bugs. So, so they, they train them to smell the blood in the bed bug. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, hmm. it's crazy, man. They, you can train them to do whatever. Huh. All right. Yeah. Well, so, go ahead. So you yeah. said something that piqued my interest. Um, squirrel dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I was younger, our dad and I were, we started to look at potentially getting a squirrel dog. Because mm-hmm. um, my dad had had 
raccoon dogs before and he was looking to get another hunting dog. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were kind of big into squirrel hunting at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, This was kind of before I took up bow hunting for deer. So can you tell me a little bit more about squirrel dogs? Because, uh, you know, exactly how how, do you know how a a hunt with a squirrel dog works? Well, Um, I mean... You you have different, you have Jack Russells, you have cur dogs, um, and you would train them the same way. You would kind of start them off running running a, a coon or however you coon, you train your coon dogs. Um, you train them on the, on the scent with, the, with the, the hide, working them up the tree, giving the opportunity to see how the, that squirrel is going to work the, the woods. Um, and so you put it, you're going to, the best way to, to, to train a squirrel dog is to put them in squirrel woods. I mean, what the squirrel is going to be. And there, there's so much, we have, like I said, Ohio has so many squirrels. I feel like it's, it's crazy, but, um, just, just training, training him to do just what you want him to do is that, I mean, you, you find the correct dog, um, the breed of dog that you, you want to do it and you go from there on. I mean, you, like I said, you can, you can get a, a, um, a walker or a blue tick or whatever coon dog you want to go and to do that. But it's kind of like, Kind of like wow, he got brought out a coon dog to to do that. But if hey, if he's good at it, he's good at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's just it's just each his own and what you what you like to try and whatever you like to do with it, man. And um, squirrel squirrel hunt is a really good thing. I mean, um, I I looked into getting me a squirrel dog this past season. Um, just just for the fact, I mean, I like I like to see the dog work in the woods. So I'm getting to the point now, like. Still hunting for for squirrels is okay, but I still like to stalk them. I still like mm-hmm. to walk the woods, and I like to call to them. Um, so it's it's I, I'm I enjoy just just do it like I said, squirrel hunting too. So um, it's one of those things where you you have squirrel hunt competitions just like you do um, coon hunt competitions. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't have any other questions, Jeff. Do you have any other questions you want to ask? No, I think I'm. About tapped out on questions. Like all my questions have been answered. Awesome. Well, this has been fascinating because, like I said, we have very little experience with dogs. And so I learned a lot. I enjoyed yeah. this conversation. I definitely enjoyed it, brother. So, um, like I said, I will put links to all of your stuff in the show notes so people can find that. Well, I encourage everybody to, to go check out what Delvin's doing and uh, maybe get yourself a dog. Yeah, man, and I, like I said, I definitely do the same for you guys, man. I advocate for 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 you guys, and I'll, I'll put you up on all all my social media platforms. But awesome, I appreciate that. You got it. Man. Yeah. All right, man. Take care. All right. Well, thank you, man. You guys take it easy, brother. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You too. Yep. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Bye. And there you have it. Like I said, fun conversation, interesting conversation. I want to thank Delvin for taking time to talk to us. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that conversation. Maybe it inspires you to look at getting a hunting dog or or maybe just hunt some other species this fall instead of just chasing deer. Maybe do some rabbit hunting or some bird hunting. And uh, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Share this stuff to social. Take a screenshot. Share it to your page. Tag us so that we know that you're enjoying the content. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting anxious for the fall. This hot weather. Looking forward to... Uh, some of those cool fall temperatures. So with that, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.